play. Okay, we're Let's live. And, are you ready? We're live. And I'm ready. And. Hi. Hi. Good morning. This is For the Girls Podcast. And I'm Jason Black. And I'm Nick Westrate. And we are coming uh, live and hot. Live and hot with a fresh, fresh new current episode. Uh, this is a podcast about queer people who love female performers. We like to call them divas. We like to call them... Icons. Um, icons. Uh, archers. Uh, lovers. Lo- lovers. New Democrats. Red lipstick wearers. <laughs> Which people is like with very red- big for uh, this person. Red lipstick. Pe- Kinky. Huge. Red lipstick. Kinky. Uh, people with reputations. Yes. Duh. We're, we like... <laughs> no, we've never been subtle. Uh, people who like things that aren't subtle at all. Uh, non-subtle people. Non-subtle women. This is a podcast for non-subtle women. This is not for subtlety. We are not known for our subtlety. We are not known uh, for our good taste. And we are not known for having any facts correct. And just like NPR, we are so current. And for the people, because we are talking about Taylor Swift. With Chris Tyler. Hi, Chris. Uh, hi, Chris. Hello. It's a Chris pleasure is, to be uh, here. <laughs> it's a, we're doing a very unique setup. Chris is in my apartment. Nick is in his. And we're like just being we, bicoastal right now. Fully bicoastal. We usually... Bicoastal, we, bicurious, you, mm-hmm, by bipolar, mm-hmm. yeah. Bipolar. 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 McCartney. <laughs> we usually are always in the room with our guests. So this is the first time we're doing a virtual guest link up uh, because we're so technologically savvy and current. And Chris is a performance artist and cultural organizer who lives in Los Angeles. It's true. And he's a he's a friend of mine who I just know through social media, basically, right? Basically. But then I left it. So now we don't know you each did. other at all. You don't know anyone. I don't know anyone. Yeah, you're like basically a nomad. That's I'm, fun. Yeah, I'm a ghost. But I know you because I had you on a show I used to do in New York City. Yeah. Um, called Jason and Jill's Craft for Your Life. Mm-hmm. And you actually did a Taylor Swift, like, avant-garde performance. I didn't. Oh. I thought about it the other day. I actually did a Mariah Carey performance. Oh, shit, I thought it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> but, and, like, it, it was an ice cream truck. It was an ice cream truck related to Mariah Carey's infamous 2001 breakdown Another on MTV's diva. TRL. Okay. But Jill introduced oh, me wow. using Taylor Swift's Wikipedia bio. Really? Yeah, I put it all together last night. Did, I really did dug we mean back. to do that? Jill definitely meant oh, to do okay. that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Because I don't know that we meant to do almost anything beyond uh, just crafting. But yes, no, definitely my whole performance persona at that point was entirely Taylor Swift based. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she actually did affect your career in a major way. Oh yeah, for sure. That's like that was sort of the joke of my early performance career in New York City was just like, I'm actually Taylor Swift. And I just kept running with it and screaming about that on the internet. And then people started paying attention to me. It was really weird. Like you got all the Swifties? Did all the Swifties No, I got attention? like the downtown people. The Swifties came later, which we can talk about. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, there were multiple phases of uh, audience accumulation, which I think sort of mirrors Taylor Swift's career and crossover into pop. So like your persona online was yeah. like very... Taylor Swift centric. Yeah. And you gained attention, so you just kept doing it. Pushing. Yeah. Taylor Swift content. Yes. Oh, wow. 100%. And how, how do you feel now that you're off all the internet? Really emotionally healthy. Really? Yeah. 
It feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. You are beaming right now. I don't sense. think about audience 24-7 anymore. I actually just think right. about the things that I want to do and the people that I want to work with and the organizations I want to uplift. And Like it's freedom, kind of. It feels like freedom. In the death of her reputation, she felt truly alive. Oh, oh. Is that a quote? It is a quote. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's the final from slide the album? at the Reputation Stadium tour. Which is available on Netflix to stream Final if you're slide? ever interested. What do you mean a slide? She always ends it with a slide. Like she slides down a slide? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm speaking more in terms of projection. Um, it's text-based. <laughs> she has a slide. There's always a, like, she there's always like a button. brings out a gigantic slide. Yes, she brings out a gigantic every slide. Every tour, and she just puts right down, yep. and then she disappears. She vanishes, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. what? Oh, a snow oak slide. What yeah. slides? Like a projection. projection. Yeah, it's text-based. <laughs> it's always like... Like she gives a little button that's sort of the thesis of the tour. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like, and this subtle. is what again, I've subtlety totally is, subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So repeat that for us again. What yes. was it about her reputation that was the message of the tour? Oh, and in the death of her reputation, she felt truly alive. Does like, she talk what? in the tour? Oh, so much. She does. Yeah, she gives empowering speeches. Oh, really? Yeah, Ooh, like, just I be love yourself, that. girl. Yeah, and. She, get offline. She girl. sort of, uh, yeah. She says, "Get offline, delete your whole account, and replace <laughs> it with a bunch of snake gifts." Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, "I'm not on." So- no, she is on social media. She is. She's back because she's back. got some things to promote. You know, love. she's got a lot. She, she has. That's love. why we're here. Is to talk about. Love. We're here to talk about. Love. Love. Yeah, we're. Yeah. It's the morning that it's the morning the album has come it out. Is. People are like it's... freaking out. They're like calling this like the Taylor Swift day or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so alive. I, it was sort of confusing for me because, I shouldn't say this on the air, but I was sent a leak of the album yesterday morning Shoot. at like <gasps> 7 o'clock oh. LA time. And I woke up and I was just like, I'm not emotionally prepared to enter this yet. Like, I've, I was giving mm-hmm. myself till 9 p.m. tonight. And that's when I will engage. Don't you fucking love living in LA when we get all the hot tea, like right before we go to bed at 9 p.m.? Yeah, and we can just like read all the reviews before after the embargo comes out and like do all the Spotify music because it's like dropped at midnight and everyone's asleep. Yeah, it's much more humane. It is really, yeah, really. I feel like I can engage with media in a more healthy way. Did you do it or did you not do it? I listened to three tracks before the day got started, and then I had to go cater a terrible event and my whole day was kind of spent covered in barbecue sauce so uh, that wasn't where i wanted to be to think about love Uh at this point in my Mm. life maybe like five years ago but we keep saying love but obviously um for the non-swifters Swifties. Swifters. I keep saying Swifter. You guys have no idea how much I thought about actual Swifters in relation to the Taylor Swift (laughs) research. Swifters? Yes. She should make some branded Swifters. Every time I think about I can't believe she does. I think about her like looking at a Swifter and being like we you and me are so I've also like Hati, We're the same thing. Hati have like gone down so many of my own personal conspiracy theories that I just loaded was one of them. Was Swifters. I can't quite <laughs> put it all together, but I know that it's connected. How is this a conspiracy theory? I, that, that I don't know, but I keep okay, calling right. these ideas conspiracy right. theories. Right, we so have we the pieces of the right. puzzle, but we don't have the full picture yet. Right. We know right. it's there. We know, we know yeah. it's there. We, we just yeah. don't know how like QAnon is connected basically. to it <laughs> like it, or what it is. And she also killed Hillary Clinton. 
Who did? Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Right. I'm telling you, we're about to get Taylor a Taylor Swift lawsuit worked at the pizza parlor. She worked at the pizza parlor oh, where no, Hillary no. ran the sex ring. She I mean, is a Democrat. She she is a Democrat. She is a brand Newly. new Democrat. Her, she is an out Democrat. She's an out. She she's an out, out Democrat. She just came out. That's brave. Yeah. She's brave. I want to. Let's say says. I want to see Taylor Swift be brave. Sarah Brillis, that Brave song was for Hillary Clinton. Now, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Taylor Swift killed Hillary Clinton. And there is a robot that is Hillary Clinton. Okay, I'm not going to stop. That one's done. That's as It's far like as Avril Lavigne's body double. But it's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and Sarah Bareilles' right. waitress is, is Wait, directly yep. implicated in this and whole wha- scheme. And what do waitresses use? Swifters. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yes! I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't you, think waitresses all... use Swiffers. They're Swiffers. They're all Swiffers. They're called Swiffers, Jay. Swifters. <laughs> Swifters. <laughs> okay, wait. I wanted to do this disclaimer way earlier. Right. Everyone, if you're still even listening to this episode at this point, please don't turn it off. I know that you guys are used to us talking about really old women who have had albums since the 70s or right. like a really old movie. We are really trying to get current with the kids, y'all. We are trying to get this podcast to the people. <laughs> yeah, this we is crossover. Talk- yes. So, ju- so just because we're not talking about Elaine Stritch this week, don't turn it off. Like, you know, come with us because we, Jason and I, have been on a crash course with Taylor Swift for the last week or so, and we're here to share that with Chris, who's a super fan, and he can correct all of our. Uh, conspiracy theories and bad takes. You can correct this last one that I just dropped down and just wait because. <laughs> well, that's science. I mean, those are just because that's science. Yeah, yeah I can't that's argue so, with facts. Uh, yeah, facts are too hard no. to argue with. That's what I. That's what I've learned in my research. <laughs> Do you like my research so far, Chris? I think it's. Great. I got it from Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, What's like the dark Wikipedia? Oh, I finally set up a. I finally set up a recurring donation to Wikipedia. Wow, oh, that's five 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 bucks a year, babe. No, they Every asked me year, to do, I do $5. They asked me to do $2.75 a month and wow. I was like totally worth it. Totally worth it. I can do that for you. So everyone who's listening here fucking just set up or do like 50 cents a month or something. I don't know what you I don't know what your paycheck is like, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's cute. It's a good cause. Okay. Good so cause. so we're all gathered to, we so we we're, we keep saying love, but the, her album is called Lover. Lover. Yeah, with an R. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you keep saying love. We keep, keep saying, saying lover, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a conspiracy theorist, y'all. Um, <laughs> I really have turned into one for some reason with her, and I don't really know why, but I'm feeling good about well, it. Well, she loves the clues, right? She loves the Easter eggs, and she's always dropping hints to her upcoming fan things. base about all of but her what? upcoming things that, that the fan base becomes so frenetic. Is that the right word? Maybe. Sure. Frenzied. Yeah. What Friends. have you? That everybody starts reading into like anything she does, and yes, creating multiple layers of interpretation. And like suddenly, she's been in a secret bisexual relationship with Carly Kloss for like seventeen years, mm. which is a whole. Mm. That's like a dark corner of the fan base. That's like one of their yeah. Not yeah. my conspiracy. That would it's make not that your clear. personal. That's, no, I yes. speak only for myself. Yes, only yeah. for you yeah. and your. Do you consider yourself to Swifty? A swift, a swift boater. A swift. Sw- I consider myself a swifter. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I am. 
I'm on a group thread with people that I met at her apartment, so I can't really deny what? this. What? You met people at her apartment? Yeah. Did you not know this when you asked me on? No. Am I dropping no. an Easter egg? You've been to her You're apartment? Yeah. Dropping a bomb right We've away. never That's had a fan on who's been to the Divas content, apartment. Because I've been what inside the, the belly of the bees. She, okay, what was it like? She loves New York. She loves New York. I'll tell you, she loves New she York. She loves New York. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Yeah. Um, so you were in her New York apartment? I was in her New York apartment, yeah. which is... One bedroom? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a studio. It's studio? A, it's a railroad in Bushwick. Yeah. So you climbed in through the fire escape? I climbed oh. in through the fire escape, and I was immediately <laughs> arrested. But I did meet <laughs> some other people on the way. Um, no, I was invited to her apartment in 2014, a month before 1989 came out, Ooh. for one of the first secret sessions where I sat in a room with 88 other fans. In the- so 89 total, get it? So they were, so like- yeah, they found us on the internet. I was found because her mom fell down a YouTube rabbit hole and found that performance of I Knew You Were Trouble that I sent to you in a embedded link. I don't know if you clicked it, but that's on you. Was that an Easter egg? That was egg? one of my Easter eggs that you I was giving Easter you. Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in preparing for this interview. But you can only drop clues. You can't be responsible for people picking them up or not. Wow, you're such a scholar of Swifty and I am. Knowledge. Yeah. I'm Gulliver. <laughs> um so her mom found this video and the the video is really it's it's unhinged and it does not look like a well person crafted or um <laughs> performed this event but she just thought it was really funny and so she invited me with a group of 88 other fans many i would say most of whom were between the ages of 12 and 17 um and i was 26 so i was definitely i skewed older um an outlier Mm -hmm. of sorts and we went to her apartment I mean, it was a whole complicated... We had to check in in a hotel. I don't know how much of this I can talk about because I did sign an NDA, but I don't have a copy of the NDA, so Taylor Nation... So it doesn't count. If you're listening to this, I would really love a copy of that NDA just so I can be clear about what I can and cannot say. Um, And also to Um, frame it, yeah. Taylor Swift's mom listens to this podcast, so... Okay, great. Tanya Swift. Tanya, if you're listening, just don't sue Chris. (laughs) That's her name, right? Tanya? Is it Tanya? (laughs) I don't no, know. It's I Andrea. Guessed. Oh, she's very nice. I <laughs> loved her. Her and I like kikied the whole time. Really? Yeah, because there were, all, you know, there were a lot of fans being like, "Tell me about Lord. Like, tell me about Selena Gomez." Oh. And I was just like, "So, like, what do you like to do? Like, <laughs> what's your son do?" I just, you know, asked her questions that I would ask anybody's. Did mom. you steal anything from the apartment? No. Not even like some toilet paper. No. Oh, Wait, so t- Taylor wasn't there? No, Taylor was there. Oh, Taylor okay, was there. You just wanted to ask Tanya questions, not <laughs> yeah. No, we so Tanya we listened. We listened to the album. <laughs> Taylor sat in a chair and she lip synced to the whole album. <laughs> and we sat in the. <laughs> that was nice mouthed. of her. She just that was nice. Yeah, it was amazing. Best wow. drag show. She was in these like amazing <laughs> like gold snakeskin Louboutins. Okay. Um. And what was the best? What was the best number that she lip synced? Well, <laughs> well, which one did she just really nail that mouth on? She, I mean, she's a good lip synker. You know, she's a pop star. You have to be good at that in order to make it in that industry. Um, yeah, I remember. I really 
Well, I really liked listening to Welcome to New York, which was the first track on that album. And when she gave the shout out to gay people, I cried in her apartment. That was a really heavy moment for me. When we first dropped our bags on apartment floors, took our broken hearts, put them in a drawer. Everybody here was someone else before, and you can want who you want. Boys and boys and girls and girls, welcome to New York. You cried in front of her? I, I mean, I was placed in front of her, yes. I don't know, we were having like a personally intimate movie. Your eyes are too full of tears. Too. Is that is that song the first time she liked gay people? Yeah, uh, explicitly, Publicly? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, there that were allusions when she came to out at- gay people being okay in Mean, the video, but lyrically, it was not really a, a what part What did she of say that. in that song? In Welcome to New York? Yeah. She says, <laughs> uh, in New York, that's not the lyric, but I'm, I'm just setting up the, you know, I'm setting the mm-hmm. stage. She says, you can want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls. Mm-hmm. And we had a little wow. chat about it together. What do you did mean? Did you? Yeah. You well, so, so we listened to the album and then you got to like take a picture with Santa Claus. So we, we that's why I talked to her mom for a while because we were waiting because it was a huge long line of people and obviously they put the older people at the end because we possess the physical capabilities of waiting for longer periods of time and not having our parents waiting to pick us up at a hotel in downtown New York (laughs) (laughs) and I I just said I said thanks for that and then yeah yeah and she she said the thing that I something along the lines of the thing that I really like about New York is the pride. And it's the thing that you see in this city that you don't see in a lot of other places around the country. Wow. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that's a great album. It's a great album. Right? Yeah. It's fantastic. All right. Let's take, okay, let's, so we just, so we just, so we, we're, let's go from Taylor Swift's literal apartment. Was it a cute ass apartment? Oh, it's beautiful. Just gigantic. Yeah. It's yes. I mean, I only saw the, the first floor. Um, Oh, only the first floor. Only the first floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, I think it was called Tebeka. I remember seeing some kind of like proclamation Whoa. from the city. Again, I could be Whoa. sued Tay-Becca. for revealing any of this information, and for that, I apologize. Oh, she! Don't worry, she's going to sue us. We're we're reviewing all these songs that we're playing, you guys. So she, she can't sue us, but she'll probably sue us first. So don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if under new management, she's as like litigation Cutting. friendly. Yeah, Plus, so she's dealing with a lot of her own. Um, yes. legal problems there right are now, bigger, so I think bigger legal the girls fish to might, fry. Yeah. might just, just ever so, until she hears my conspiracy theories, because that might real center spinning. Right. Oh, let's, so let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, yeah. let's go back in how'd time. How'd you meet her? So, yeah, how'd you how meet did that boy her? end up <laughs> in Taylor Swift's apartment in New York City? How did I end up? Yeah. Well, let's go from the very beginning. Oh, from the very beginning. When did you realize you were a Swifter? Oh, when I was a Swifter. Swiffer wet. When did you realize <laughs> you were wet. Swiffer wet? When did you realize you were on the Swift boat? <laughs> I think it was actually a decade ago. And I was, I was staying in Providence for the summer and I was kind of in love with my best friend and You Belong With Me was blowing up 
And I remember hearing that and then watching the music video for it. And I was like, something about this is really hitting me in a, in a raw place right now. Yeah. And then I went in and I was like, who is this girl? Is that the teardrops on her guitar girl that I heard like once or twice on MTV? And so I downloaded Fearless and I listened to it and I was like, oh, this kind of encompasses the full spectrum of rage and sadness and euphoria that I felt in the last year going through this like really horrific psychotic breakup with the person who was really the, my first love and like the person I lost my virginity to the person that like totally turned my world upside down in college after we ended and then there was like all of this drama between us full kind of social realignment and listening to this album provided a lot of emotional clarity and catharsis in a really curious way and in a way that I had not actually experienced before with any other pop recording artist. And I think part of that is because of the fact that I was 20 years old and so I had actually like lived through some experiences. So the lyrics in these songs resonated with me in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. And also because I, I had lost something really extreme and felt like I, I, that loss was somehow being reflected back to me via this other person's work. And then that Halloween, I dressed up as Taylor Swift in the You Belong With Me video as a joke. And this boy that I had a crush on dressed up as Kanye Cat. And then that night, we like sort of fell for each other in this weird way, which that's a whole saga. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. She's going off about something that you said. Cause she doesn't get your humor like I do. I'm in the room. It's a typical Tuesday night. I'm listening to the she doesn't like and she'll never know your story like I do but she wears short skirts I wear t-shirts she's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time if you could see Yeah, there's been like a weird, there's always been a weird kind of, it's not even like a dislocation, but it's like, I have felt a lot of myself like in her work and have also felt myself evolve kind of in relation or at least on like a parallel path. And it makes sense because she's like a year younger than me. And so this is also, I think, just the journey of one's life is that, like, one feels a certain way about love when you're 19 to 20 years old that you don't feel anymore later in life, but you are still in relation to those feelings and in relation to that kind of loss and longing and heartache and madness. And she's so diaristic. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like when and you're she's feeling specific. those raw feelings, yeah. like, you can just kind of cue in to her and she's going to kind of like give you that like raw, yeah, specific mm -hmm. moments. And and I, I love when albums kind of 
connect and I love them when you when you get with that artist and you connect with that with like whatever that initial album is and then I know for me when I have those artists like then every time they drop their next album I find that it's like somehow an access point into my life and like yeah. she's like that's like that kind of fandom thing where like you're talking to me right like you're kind of now Right. This is another document of this of this specific time period. Right. 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 Yeah. And, it's and like, so you, you, can make you it made this yourself. for me. Yeah. It's such a different thing being a fan with someone who is currently in the center of their work, like making, like dropping their greatest shit in real time with you, mm-hmm. versus being a fan of people who made their shit a long time ago that you've discovered, mm-hmm. like we are. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a beautiful thing that you've gotten to grow up with her this whole time. Yeah, and I can sort of track, like, different periods of my adult life in relation to, like, what album cycle we were in at that point. (laughs) And also, I think Mm. because I, like, wound up a lot of my early creative life in her work, I can also track that in relation to her oof. So it's a really strange relationship, and it was made even stranger by the fact that somehow I was invited to her apartment because it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, Taylor Swift, you're, like, not a real person, but you're talking to me into, like, Taylor Swift, you are right in front of me and you are actually talking to me and, like, you exist, you have a body, you are not an idea. And in that happening, it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, so reality is just fully a construct, (laughs) like... And you spend so much time. I have manifested this. this. Yeah, but you spend so much time thinking about this person and developing a relationship, like you said, with this kind of non-bodied entity, Mm -hmm. to then have her like lip syncing to the album that you are also newly listening Mm -hmm. to is just like, what world is this? Yeah, it's just if also you were doing making art too, right? I was making a lot of art. Yeah, and a lot of that art was kind of so. There's also that kind of. You're not just a fan, and you consume it and consuming it in a personal level, you're also consuming it and then kind of um, regurgitating it into your art. Yes. Yes. It what was were a, you doing? What was I doing? Can you, yeah. yeah t- can you tell us more about that? Like what, what the pieces were like, the Taylor pieces? Yeah. I mean, so the first big kind of Taylor Swift centric thing that I did was this night called Tragedy of Disappointed Love, a Taylor Swift variety hour. And it was on October... 22nd, I think, is the date, 2012, which is the night that Red came out. And so we build it as, like, the official Red album release party. And it was me and a bunch of other friends and performers and people that I admired in New York doing covers of Taylor Swift songs. But the word cover is used very loosely here. It was not, like, a music night of a different rendition. It was, like, somebody was Dracula, like... And it was a really awesome night and people had a really good time and people were like, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, And I've always wanted to grapple with the fact that I love popular media and things that are categorized as mainstream. And yet I also have like a deeply ambivalent relationship to them and the way that they circulate in the world and like the values that they either passively or actively impart. And so it was a way of kind of looking at all this content and also ripping it apart and repackaging it in a way that was, that was queer, that was anti-capitalist, that was trying to grapple with notions of success and fame 
and notoriety in a more complicated way um, and commercialism, <laughs> which obviously she is sort of the queen of commercialism. That's what I think is so funny is about that duality. Yeah. yeah. Is that like you as this kind of, um, you know, underground avant-garde performance artist is also still so able to still find space to be in love with pretty much our mainstream pop princess. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's like that's that's what life is. It's right. full of so much complication, and it's like anybody who purports to be one hundred percent like this way or that way is not actually dealing with the nuance inside of themselves. It's not interesting, and it's not interesting. Yeah. It's like it's self righteous, and it's you getting on a soapbox doesn't actually communicate to anybody. And so for me, it was always about dealing very honestly with things that I loved, but also acknowledging the complications of that affection. Mm. I um do you think you were do you think you were attracted to Taylor because she was that total like perfect Americana pop capitalist princess and that was the opposite of you? But it like, wasn't was the like, opposite of me at all because like uh, that is essentially like who I was until my early 20s when I like went to occupy Wall Street and had this political awakening and moment of reckoning with Where are you from? From the suburbs of New York. Um, Where about? From Suffern. It's in oh, Rockland yeah. County. Yeah, if you watch Sex in the mm-hmm. City, she's suffering in Suffern. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like, my high school English teacher who I love, um, she, I saw her recently, and she was like, when you were in high school, like, you wore a lot of white polos, and I thought you were going to be a stockbroker. And that is very much... I, I mean, obviously... I don't know that I was ever going to be a stockbroker because I wasn't particularly invested in mathematics. Um, but I was definitely on track to, to sort of be really successful in a very conventional way. And like, I went to Brown, I like checked all the right boxes and thought that I would just kind of keep moving forward in whatever field I chose in an extremely conventional and straightforward manner. And then when I moved to New York City, that all kind of crumbled and fell apart. And yet I still had to like reckon with the fact that 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 kind of like blonde, cis, white boy, like nice smile Americana thing is like very much what I communicate to the world. And like it is a part of my core even though I feel very complicated about it um and there was something there in that relationship and feeling like if 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 somehow the cards had been dealt differently like like Taylor Swift's path is not so far away from what mine might have been which is Hmm. maybe like a reach and maybe it's self-congratulatory or like self-aggrandizing but there's been a weird parallel there. It's funny. You You're say, like, okay, I thought we were just going to yes no, 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 for like 45 minutes. Because, yes, hold yes. on. It's funny you say that because yeah, Taylor Swift and I actually have a lot in fucking common. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me. We both grew up on, we both grew up on Christmas tree farms. Uh-huh. We're both incredibly beautiful and rich. Yep. Um, we were both at one time attracted to Jake Gyllenhaal. Sure. And we are Acclaimed both now partnered. Yeah. We're both now partnered with people from the UK. Oh. Okay. Can I bring, so I, can I tell you mine? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's mine. 
Do you guys know the movie um, Nell with Jodie Foster? <laughs> of course, yeah. Okay. In that movie, one of her most famous catchphrases is Tay in the way. She repeats Tay in the way a lot. Swift is a movement like wind. To be swift, you have to be fast. Yes. The wind is fast. Yes. Now mm. came out around the winter time. Taylor Swift is obsessed with Christmas. Y- yes. And December. And December. Well, and that's red. her birth month. And red, a Christmas <laughs> and, color, and if ever the there was red. one. And okay. the snow. Yeah. And Nell is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I, yes. So that's how it's related to me. That's, a, that's <laughs> profound. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's connected to all of us in a yes, very deep and profound way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's why she makes so much money. <laughs> because, because that's why she makes I, so much everybody, fucking money. Everybody locates something about themselves within her. Yes. It's kind of extraordinary. I mean, look at what I found. Look at what you found. Yes. <laughs> look at what you just found. Look at what I just found. Look what you made me do, look, Taylor Swift. <laughs> look what you made me do. <laughs> Tay in the way. this fucking record yeah yeah let's talk about the record okay and i want to talk about our other records too because yeah. like we have, to, we have to get the hits and the, yeah we've gotten our serious side out right, right, right. i'm sorry oh, i'm sorry what? i really pulled no, it. it was beautiful I, it's beautiful and never apologize for how you relate like you know it's to, very complicated yeah, which it's course. like of course it's complicated otherwise i wouldn't have been like i wouldn't have entered her apartment Unless it was deeply charged. <laughs> I have, I have like a similar, right. not complicated, but um, uh, I've been thinking about this. Like, my kind of pop queen is Pink. Like, mm. And Alicia. Uh, uh, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> and I have gone back a long time and I had that similar thing because she's also very hard on her sleeve writing. And I remember when I got into like her album, I was, I, and, and like concurrently, every album I used to kind of like, restructure like how I thought but she's like was pure pop um super obviously like super commercial and people kind of like really were comfortable vocally hating on her Mm -hmm. like with the pinks and the Christina's pink was the one that people kind of threw down on and I find that kind of same with like Taylor and that made me love her like digging even more Mm -hmm. and like be kind of more proud I don't know if if that like totally makes sense to you like that hate, I was like, okay, well, fuck you. Like, I can still gain all of this other things, and I'm gonna be like, totally her fan. I think that's radical, actually. In that, in that way, it's like in like the reverse way. Yeah, so. I mean, before she crossed over into pop, like 
people were really like, why do you like her? What is that about? You claim to be like this, this, and that, and yet you love Taylor Swift. Like, that's so fucked up. And I was like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's what I feel. What was her country, like, what was her country albums? Really, like, the first four are all country albums. I mean, Red is a multidisciplinary masterwork. I, was, I would say, like, yeah. that's when she really switches is Red. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when well, she got Red some is like, y'all. She's fighting it. She's fighting a lot inside of herself, I think. That State of Grace song is so good. So good. So... Also about Jake Gyllenhaal. Can you dive into her one-month relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal for us, please? Well, I do know that they ordered maple lattes together. They that was like a big on the thing. Lattes. They did. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's like he's really hot and a movie star, and she was like pretty young and was becoming extremely famous. And I would have a fucked up month-long relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal in a heartbeat. It's I would actually... ruin my life for Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> it was actually we all four saw months, Jarhead. So that was okay. my bad. <laughs> yeah, it was four months, but she like most of her early relationships were all one hot month long, right? And I'm kind of obsessed with that. Well, it's also it's just really weird to think about think about how disastrous. Or maybe I can only speak for myself, but my relationships in my late teens, early 20s were train wrecks. Almost all of them. So to think about trying to navigate that while you have like psychotic paparazzi in your face and you have a publicist who's telling you you can do this, you can do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. Like you can be together here, but you can't be together there. Like the only place you can find any solace is like in a hotel room or in some Drinking kind of, dem- of or, New York <laughs> or, or in Jonah. Central Park in the private. middle of or at space. your or at your Rhode Island estate on the water. Uh, well, that's you know. a so beautiful. That is a compound right there. That is a compound. Yeah, that's that one called uh, the Swift Pound. Oh, in Watch Hill, yeah, the Swift Pound. <laughs> Swift Pound. <laughs> She still has that, right? Why did I think she sold that? She doesn't go there. Okay. Basically, since Why? Donald J. Trump was elected, she has not had her like performative Fourth of July celebration. That's true. Oh. And that always took place there, and that was sort of the focal point of that home, of that residence. I love. Even was when, her being super patriotic? Yeah. Even when that happens, yeah. then it's like this is how crazy people are about. Taylor's that even when that happened, then I remember all the blogs coming up about why it wasn't happening and like, right. all of her friendships have fallen apart. And just right. like, it is like, there's not one moment of this person's life that does not constantly get dissected. No, it's crazy. It is really. It's really, really intense. And like, as a person who is older now and a little bit more sensitive to, 
I don't know, social interactions and the complexities of relationships, it just feels like it must be hell. And I'm kind of like, it's like that kind of thing that we always talk about where I'm like, Justin Bieber has done a lot of cr- more crazy, crude, um, horrible things. And in, and people do drag him, but not in the way that Taylor Swift can't sneeze without like people writing a hundred think pieces on her. Because she, and then this is like, because she's a woman and she's decided to like, continue mm-hmm. being like a, this like entrepreneur business person mm-hmm. and like kind of ruling the world and we really just can't take that I feel like that's maybe a good segue into a song okay okay if that is if we have that capability we here. absolutely do I feel like we should do listen we? to sure. the man the man oh the new one yeah which is about that exact issue yeah yes. should I play it on my thing I'm so sick of running as fast as I can if I get there quick or if I was a your career be like if you were a man so my agent says (laughs) my mom says that too (laughs) uses the word attractive (laughs) she addresses she Mm -hmm. she, this is a little bit more of her socially conscious Mm -hmm. album Mm -hmm. she's in love and she's also being a social justice warrior (laughs) she's true sjw yeah she hates homophobes she does that. hate homophobes. She does not like homophobes. No. Like, she, she wants to you guys, swiffer it's not them cool away. To be a she wants to swiffer the homophobes out the door. Like dust, homophobe dust bunnies is what she says at her house. And she gets out her gigantic <laughs> swiffer. <laughs> and she swiffers them out. Um, did you read the article this morning, the interview in The Guardian, where she calls Trump authoritarian? No. Oh my God, bitch. Really? She fucking. She yeah, used the A word. <gasps> she used the fucking A oh, word. I just got chills. We stand. I'm. Proud of her. I'm <laughs> we stand. We stand. I. I was really, really hard on her when she didn't do anything about the 2016 election, and I was really mad at her. I, why though? Why? 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 I don't know. Because I'm crazy. Like I'm speaking only. Because <laughs> you wanted your diva to. You wanted your diva to like stand up. Like, I just felt like sound. with all yeah, of so the hyper performative feminism of the 1989 era, that then to come out the gate with a track that just like dragged a black man 
and then also not say anything about you know the impending chaos that was waiting for us in November was really bizarre and felt like really and there was a whole thing myopic and self-centered like, Taylor Swift's a Nazi she yeah. supports us yeah 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 right um, oh yeah because she became the face of white nationalism like or they, like decided some, to co-opt her some jackass made a bunch of memes yeah. and put her in it and then that became a talking point but it was like rather than addressing it she the, her lawyers like sued the person who wrote the op-ed like criticizing the move Actually, it was, no, 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 because Look What You Made Me Do came out after the 2016 mm-hmm. election. So it felt even mm-hmm. stranger somehow, because it was like, where have you been? Why is this all about Kanye West still? But, you know, she's she's been addressing it. She addressed it in the Vogue September issue she, article. and I just read some interview where she was talking about how she was, like, experiencing a lot of depression, and I think Tanya was sick, and she, like, got off social media and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was actually like, oh, uh, you know, I mean, she's finding an explanation to it, but it's not, it was, like, a very mature and, like, I needed to take care of myself kind of answer at this time. She, but She also you know. said that, which is a, I think is a fair point, that the 2016 election happened like months after the whole snake situation. And she was like, honestly, everybody hated me. Everyone said I was a liar. Everyone said I was manipulative. They used basically all of the same adjectives against me that they were using against Hillary Clinton. And like, what would I have contributed to her campaign by endorsing that except creating like Mm -hmm. more fodder for the vitriol. And I, also wonder how much of her political silence was related to that contract with Big Machine Records, which is like a whole other can of worms, and that's sort of my own personal conspiracy theory, because she didn't come out as a Democrat until the last tour was over and that contract was done. Mm. And it seems like, based on the crazy back and forth that we have watched unfold in the media between Scott Borchetta and now Scooter Braun. Did you see him, like, they, they compliment her brilliant album? Oh, did he? On Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He well, he knows that, that he needs he needs a reputation boost himself. Because yeah, the like... Swifties <laughs> literally want to, like, tear him limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do not like Mr. Scott. Um, and she's going to you know, re-record all of her music now? Possibly. possibly. Because Kelly Clarkson I mean, said that's... it, bitch, and guess who's going to have a TV show this fall? <sighs> Kelly Clarkson! Oh, I fucking love that. Gonna, maybe we should, that should be like our, we should like open Oh, we should do an you episode You should get on, Kelly Clarkson's yeah. talk show to like give you a little bumper ad that on this podcast. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. Oh my God, I love Kelly Except so much. Except she was kind of, she's kind of a little bit of a crazy libertarian. <laughs> um, so is that, uh, she does have weird political takes. Yeah. She has weird she political was, takes. But here's, yeah. here's a tea for me on the on that whole thing. It's, it's like, there's plenty of fucking men, powerful men, ce- celebrity men, that didn't do shit during mm-hmm. that election. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was mm-hmm. Taylor Swift that we were like, you're the one supposed to be this poor. And I yeah. just was like, this seems, again, extremely unbalanced. It's, it's again, a woman's job to, like, save the nation. Right. And it's her fault for it falling apart when all of these men are just idly right. sitting by doing nothing. Right. So because this country mm-hmm. hates women, yeah, which we know, which has been proven over and over. Well, they hate women, and they also demand that they solve all the problems. Yep. And so I was like, so it's now Taylor Swift's fault when all of these powerful men have done jack shit all, and no one's calling them out. I don't know. That, so that, for, that was like my like 
two cents on that take mm -hmm. of it's like, oh, cool, like, let's put this all on. Bizarrely, Taylor Swift, like, I get it. She has a lot of influence. But it wasn't like Beyonce was waving the Democratic flag every No, she came seconds. in late. She came in Beyonce late came, came in that. late. So, yeah, not yeah. to pit those women against right. each other, but I'm just like, whoa, that's like, I don't know. I'm just like, that's, right. that's just was such a... And, and then, of course... Yeah, like, but then, it's not like... And then it's not like Katy Perry or Demi Lovato, who were like at every <laughs> Hillary Clinton rally, like really brought it home for us either. I mean, no offense. Like, thank you for all of your volunteering. But it's like, it's not up to pop stars to elect politicians. It's up to like the voters and the politicians to get themselves elected. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and the Russians. And the Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, it didn't, you know? it didn't like help. But I also thought, again, unfair that she released Reputation. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so self-centered. It's like, dogs. Uh, diva dogs. <laughs> I said dogs and it sounded broy, so I tried to make it more um, for the girls. By diva dogs. Diva dogs. Diva dogs. Fluff <laughs> um, <laughs> it up a little bit. Um, but she comes out and they're like, "Oh, you're so self-centered." It's like, well, that's her. That's her whole like. That's that's her whole art form is being self-centered and writing things that have impacted her like right if you liked her other albums like you can't right blame her for like right. addressing the the or the issues that she's like dealing with yeah like, and it's like that weird thing that they turned on her and i think this new album everyone's turning back yeah everyone's well except for those the, her her rollout of the singles has been a, a little bit messy the singles have been a little messy yeah but yeah, I like so much more of this album though than those. Then those. I mean, first, I do love Archer. No, the first two singles were weird. They were weird. super weird, and they were me and the homophobic one. And right? the homophobic single. <laughs> <laughs> the one where you she told to us stop being fans. gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she teaches us about the word shade. I was so yeah. glad to know but that. But it word. is deployed incorrectly, which we have to acknowledge as well. It is, and it is deployed incorrectly. I, 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 I'm not going to name names, but I think Counter she has call. some friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I did. I think she Wait, has some who? friends who could have Patrick helped Hall. her with the usage of that term. He wrote that song, right? Or he produced that song, did he? No, he, no. he co-produced the video. Oh, Co-executive okay. produced the video. Oh, okay. I he actually, got all the queens. He he texted, like, Akira Davenport and was like, hey, bitch. Yeah, but, like, for me with Taylor, like, her, sometimes she'll do a single and I'll be like, I'm not sure. But then it does earworm because that's, like, her magic. Yeah. And so even me now... Just by chance, it was on the radio when I was yeah. driving. Yeah. And I, when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is like candy-coated barf. Yeah. But, but no, I like it. I promise that you'll never find another like me. I know that I'm a handful, baby. Uh, I know I never think before I jump. And you're the kind of guy that Well, did you listen to you listen to the whole album in sequence? Yes. Because that you did, yes, track, several times. 
it has a, a different weight to it when you hear it right after Afterglow. Mm. Um, tell us more about that. Because Afterglow... It's a ballad. What? Isn't that the ballad, Afterglow? It's not... I, I don't know if I would call it a ballad ballad, but it's it's like a very a slow sensitive, jam. slow jam song that is about a fight, it's about conflict, and it's about kind of owning your role in the conflict. And for that to then be followed by me is kind of like... I'm so obsessed with this album. It's part Just two. released today, and yeah. you're already at this level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I, my partner and I had like a fight last night, and then we like listened to part two of the album this morning, and like that came on, and then we were just crying. It was really intense, and I was like, I get it. Wow. I still get it. And she's still you know, talking to me. She's still she's talking still to me. Working <laughs> me. Exclamation my point. In your hands behind your back Oh Thought I had reason to attack But no Fighting with a true love It's boxing with no gloves Chemistry till it blows up Till there's no us Why'd I have to break What I love so much It's on your face And I'm to blame I need to say Hey, it's all me Well, I want to wait. I, I, I kind of in my week of uh, research about Taylor Swift, I found it really <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I found it welcome. This you're welcome. Um, this kind of diarist, everything being about her thing. She's so uh, invested in unpacking her experience, even when she was super young. Mm-hmm. She, it's all about unpacking, like what was happening in high school and all this stuff. And like on and this track, Miss Americana. Oh. And That's, the Heartbreak Prince. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts she's about like, that. She goes back to high school. Yeah. And she's like back in the halls. And I'm like, there's this part of me that's like, oh, wow, you're still unpacking that experience. Mm-hmm. Or is it Taylor just connecting to her young fan? You know I adore you. I'm crazy for you. Then I was at 16, lost in a film scene. Waving homecoming queens, marching band playing. I'm lost in the lights. American glory faded before me. Now I'm feeling hopeless. Ripped up my prom dress, running through rose thorns. I saw the scoreboard and ran for my life. No cameras catch my pageant smile. Yeah, I'm right. journalistic integrity. 
I read a review from someplace I don't remember. Uh-huh. They said that that was her most political song. I don't remember why. Yes. Uh, hmm. she, oh, it is political, she though. She makes yes. a number of references to, like, the country being on fire or metaphors in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it feels clear that her relationship with Joe Alwyn started right around the time of Trump being elected. And so, like... The foundations of that are rooted in the fear of that moment, which is interesting. Because I do think that mm. that moment was so chaotic that it caused a lot of people to kind of like form these really tight connections. If you were with somebody in that and you kind of lived through that trauma together, that's a really powerful thing. Because I think we yeah. all feel a lot of despair right now. It's like the whole fucking world feels so bleak. And it's like... Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, babe? It's uh, Katy Perry's new singles. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Sh- that slaps. That Katy Perry's new single slaps. Which one? Small Talk? Oh, I know. I never yeah, listened to that no. one. Yeah. No, no Never one. Really Over is the shit. It's a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love that song. <laughs> and, and then when she was coming out with these new singles, I was, I was just kind of being like, oh, bummer, Katy. Or, um, Katy, oof. Bummer. Um, Taylor's going back down, the, back down her slide, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> she's going down her slip and slide. Her slip and slide that she does at the end of every concert. Blow it up, bitches! She I'm out going slip and down. Slide. Yo, my big slide is out. <laughs> it means at the end someone of the catch tour. me at the bottom. Um, uh, and so I was like, oh bummer! Like we're back on the on the hate Taylor Swift hate train. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, we're just gonna keep choo chewing down here. And then this album comes out, and people are fully glowing, and it's yeah. good. I think she kind of changed on Archer. Yeah. Which is that like was the pivot. That's a pivot, yeah. right? Be like, they're like, oh, Katie's. It's like mm-hmm. fucking Katie. They're like Taylor's. That's back. my song. Taylor's back. That's my favorite song from this That's album. That's Archer. Do you yes. like it? I love I'm the just, Archer. Track and, five. Track five has a whole history in her catalog. Oh, you think really? What is that? Yeah, no, she. I mean, conspiracy she theory. Sort of what is it? Numerology. You know? It's just always like a really sensitive, tender, like deeply introspective track. So on Red, All Too Well, which I think is the best song of her entire career. Is that your? Was I mean? Is that your favorite song? That's my favorite song. All Too Well. All Too Well. Okay. Yeah, that's track five. Um. And she's spoken on this. She's like track five is where. Yeah, last track. Get. Track five on Reputation is delicate. I think White Horse on Fearless, Dear John on Speak Now. So what does Archer mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? I think well, it's also a track about owning your own flaws and, you know, propensity for drama and conflict. That things aren't clean. Mm-hmm. No, nothing's clean. Love is not clean. No. It's not e- it's like it's it's it can be wonderful but it's not easy. Yeah, and also just accepting it is really difficult <laughs> if you have a complicated yeah. relationship with yourself and you know, you don't always feel great about who you are that sometimes you get into a headspace where you're like, "Well, nobody else could either. So right. why are you still here with me in my apartment? I don't get it." Yeah. Yeah, or you're like you start to think that the person you're in love with is you stupid or something yep. because you aren't worthy of all the things they give you. Awake in the night, I pace like a ghost. The room is on fire, invisible smoke, and all of my heroes die all alone. Help me hold on to you. I've been the archer. I've been the prey. Screaming, who could ever leave me, darling? Stay. 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 
it means, Nick? <laughs> no, yeah, well, I mean, A, I was like, yes, I'm totally an archer because I love to shoot shit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But I love that idea of, like, you can be the archer or you can be the one being shot. You can be the yeah. wounded. Like, you can feel, like, both of those things. And you, you know, that you're responsible for some of the bad in the world. And you also can take some of those slings and arrows. Like... You're, you're not just one or the other. And sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oh, you're just this this thing. And I paint myself into a box. And it's nice how she's like talking about both sides of that, how each of us are both sides of that coin, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's so interesting. Yeah, it just struck me today. Yeah, so for me, Tay Wei, that's five. That's five. That's five letters. Five letters. Now, is- Archer is primitive. Now... <laughs> Jodie Foster's Nell was essentially a primitive person, right? I think we need to unpack so. the word primitive, but maybe not on this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, that was like, why would I use that word? I was yeah. like, first per, for, um, um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that's all I have to say about that conspiracy theory. <laughs> so do you, so is that, that, that's not your favorite. What's your favorite? Ooh, I mean, my, my favorite is Lover. Oh, really? is the title track? Mm. Oh, I actually yeah. It's so it's, it's so good. It's so good, and it's so sweet, and it's. We can leave the Christmas lights up till January. This is our place. We made the rules, and there's a dazzling haze, a mysterious way about you. Have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? Can I go? Lover, and I was like, Nick, I okay, this is okay. I'm not gonna go crazy conspiracy. No, go, go, go. No, it's not conspiracy. It just actually, I have a real problem with this line, and it turns out with I'm like, it drives me crazy. Is it the Christmas lights line? Oh my god, (laughs) what do you mean? Why you're gonna let me keep them up until January, you psychopath? (laughs) When am I supposed to take them down in November before I even put them up? (laughs) That's your most radical fucking thing that you're gonna let me do is wait until January 1st to take down my fucking Christmas lights that's how romantic we are you crazy batshit nutball like did no one be like hey Swiffy Swifter that lyric out like keep it until like maybe March February like that's uh, yeah ooh February you didn't take down your Christmas lights till February you're so in love like <laughs> every time that line plays I just I like literally burst out of my fucking like that's not radical Taylor it's true it's what is it it's like the feast of the epiphany like January 
sixth or something. That's, when you're that's supposed the Roman to... Catholic day to take it down. But her whole thing is like, I'm gonna be so crazy. You can keep I Christmas know, lights I up. Know. I'm, I'm so afraid. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's sweetie pie. That's her. That's that's Taylor Swift's Woodstock right there. <laughs> she does that's love her that whole fucking yeah. revolutionary. <laughs> but I just, like, she does love. I like my. She does love that whole time. My one of my favorite songs is like the ballad bop. Where they're kind of the only ballad bop on. Reputation New Year's Eve, which is I oh, imagine when she New Year's Day. New Year's Day yeah. is a beautiful fun. song. There's glitter on the floor after the party. Girls carrying the shoes down in the lobby. Candle wax and Polaroids on the hardwood floor. You and me from the night before, but don't read the last page. But I stay when you're lost and I'm scared and you're turning away. I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. You squeeze my hand three times in the back of the taxi. I can tell that it's gonna be a long road. I'll be there if you're the toast of the town, babe. Or if you strike out and you're crawling home, don't read the last page. But I stay when it's hard or it's wrong or we're I making think that mistakes. Is so oh, it's so beautiful. And but you know. But none of it's about having Christmas lights up, babe. Well, she's cleaning up, babe. She's cleaning That's up. That's the thing. She's she like, likes to clean up. She's cleaning yeah, up. she likes to clean up. So I think she's, she's neat. Yeah, she yeah. is neat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, she definitely him. has Virgo in her I chart think somewhere. Met, I think that's about him, right? Oh, that's about him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's so smart. She is. She's so precise, and that's why I think people like you respond so well to it because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, that's that is the description. Right. The devil is in the details. Yeah, and she's great about the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, that's that's country songwriting, right? Right. That's why it it works in pop, or it has a kind of specificity to it in pop when it's. When it's on point, and How it's really good. How you with her in the Dixie Chicks? I didn't oh know that. My Did you know that was coming? Oh I my god! Yeah, I knew it was coming. Oh, I, I knew everything that. was coming okay. because I have, I have the, so the hills have eyes. Yeah. Oh my god! It's so. I just like. Um, when she says, um, 
I don't mean to make this all about me is like a lyric in that and you're like oh yeah but, but she says I don't mean to well, no no but she goes and, you know, and when I said it I was like oh of course but she's like I don't mean to make this me who am I going to talk to right you know which is the fear which is like that fear when you're with someone who possibly like has some kind of terminal disease yeah. you're like you are thinking in the back of your head like but what about me? I'm right. here. I'm still here. Right. And so it's kind of funny because right. she, she, I had that same experience. She drops that line and I'm like eye rolling in the back yeah. of my head. Yeah. And then she follows it up with like, she kind of like, yeah. she kind of is so smart. She's like, but here's my truth about that line. Right. Right. And also illness takes a huge toll on the loved ones of the people who are sick. It's so traumatic. Yeah. And like, I think oftentimes when you are in a position... That's not the song of, she wrote about her mom, right? Yeah, that's that the is, song. Yeah, because yeah, her mom has cancer. Yeah. Right. I don't know the details. I think there was some... Like, I think it came back. Oh, I think God. she kicked it and it came oh. back. Yeah. Which is also what... Fuck. How this happens. Yeah. Right? It's like... Yeah. Ugh. Oh, What's sucks. your favorite song on the album? On the album is Lover. Oh, it's Lover. Yes, That's right. He Lover. said Lover. I also, I'm really Lover. liking Cruel Summer, the St. Vincent <gasps> Me co-authored too. track. Excuse I me, Annie Clark. that. Yeah. People dream high in the quiet of the night. You know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price. You know that I bought it. Killing me slow out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice. Angels roll their eyes. I was actually thinking how, how much Cornelia Street reminded me of St. Vincent's New York. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that song? Of course from a few I years do. Ago? Yeah. Cornelia Street is such a sad. I mean, oh, it's so oh. intense. She doesn't release her albums on the same in the same uh, like on the same month or time period, right? Like, Who Taylor? She used to. She did. Yeah, the first six albums were all. I think they were Q four, so it was like late. October, early November, like clockwork. And it was every two years until Reputation came, and then that was a three-year interval from from 1989 to Reputation because of the snake situation. Right. So speaking of conspiracy theories, there are some fan theories that, like, pieces of this album or the overall aesthetic sort of sunset wash of this album was sort of being lined up for Taylor Swift 6, which became Reputation, but then the snake gate happened, and then she kind of canned that and scrapped it and started writing all new stuff. So in the Look What You Made Me Do video, you can see her with like a chainsaw cutting off the wings of a plane that says TS6, and she's spray painting Reputation onto it. So there are some theories that like, this is the album, or pieces of this or something are are the album that was scrapped because she had to address the what the reputation reputation. her 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 big big huge massive reputation yeah 
Which, which the whole thing was, well, first off, okay, I want to get into so many things. A, I'm obsessed with that. I'm also just obsessed that people refer to her albums numerically. That's like a like Twitter who, thing. Is that? Yeah. Like, who else gets that? Who else? Lady gets, Gaga gets that. Oh, they, they yeah, refer like to her, LG6. Like, we're oh, waiting. Really? We're okay. waiting. Ooh, yeah. I do not know. Did you know that, girl? Are you that hip? Um, I, I kind of know that. No, no not really. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, because everyone's like, this is TS6 yeah. day. And this is TS7. No. Or TS7 yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give us some, give us, give us your rundown of your, of uh, uh, quick, uh, some other hits that give us, give us like one, um, underappreciated one. An underappreciated one. Or like a very personal one that maybe isn't. There's a song called Change that's on Fearless that I think was released as like a late, late single. Change is just this weird song and she uses the word revolution and it's very optimistic. And at a certain point in my life, I was like very moved by it, even though I was like, what led to the composition of this is like not the same as my analysis of it. And also I'm okay with that. It's a sad picture, the final blow hits you. Somebody else gets what you wanted again. No, it's all the same. Another time and place. Repeating history, and you're getting sick of it. But I believe in whatever you do, and I'll do anything to see it through because these things. Will change. Can you feel it now? These walls that they put up to hold us back will fall down. This revolution, the time will come for us to finally win. And we'll sing hallelujah. We'll sing hallelujah. Change. Change. I also love any song called Change or Breathe. Yeah. She has a song called Breathe yes. that's pretty good too. Yeah. That's not also Faith from Hill Fearless. Breathe. No, not Faith Hill Breathe, not Michelle Branch Breathe. That's... And we also ask about like what the fan base is like too and like what yeah. your relationship is like. Yeah. Like do you, how do you communicate with people? Like the fan base is I would say that the fan base definitely has a lot of feelings all the time. I would say that it's a group of people who experience a very charged kind of love in any direction, um, which is probably why the work resonates. I would say that probably we all, to some extent, identify with the like victim complexes of Miss Taylor Allison Swift (laughs) in good and bad ways. And in ways that I'm sure we're all dealing with, you know, with the release of this new album. I don't, I don't know that there's like a singular quality that kind of keeps everyone united in the way that, like, maybe Lady Gaga in 2009, it was like, oh, you're gay, too. Cool. Like, you like Lady Gaga. You're a monster. Um, yeah. Pause up. I don't know. But we chat. I mean, I met these people five years ago, and we still chat. When in there's, group text everything. In group text. Yeah. Only, only when there is Taylor Swift-related content. Yeah. I have, like, a couple people who I chat with about other things from that crew, but that's one-on-one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice because it feels like a support group. It's like I am experiencing a lot of mania as a result of like all of these clues that Taylor Swift is dropping in the media. And so rather than burden my immediate loved ones with it, I can just text into this group and we can all be like, what is the like five posts in the fence, five holes in the fence mean? So you really do get into it. though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have any choice now. Okay. because I was I was initiated. (laughs) 
You also sent me, in preparation for this episode, you would like randomly text me random Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And I was just, had not done my research and I was not, I would like click them and then I couldn't really decipher yeah, what, that, I couldn't find the Easter egg. Yeah. Unlike my like, conspiracy just theories. Explain Unlike yours, later. which are sound. Yeah. yeah. Which just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're just cogent. They just, facts. you know. It's facts. They're facts. A I, plus B equals I'm C. I'm not interested in anything but facts. No. And rules and numbers. <laughs> and rules, yeah. Yep. Number 13. Yep. Rules, yep. And number numbers, five. Facts. And number five, number also five that. Number plays yeah. a big role in all my conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, didn't, I act like I didn't know what you were talking about, but inside I did. <laughs> I had already known that. Because you're also a numerologist. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor yeah. Swift. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Is she a numerologist? Yeah, she loves 13. Oh my God. What's today's date? The, the 23rd. So it's 823. The day that the album came out, eight plus two plus three equals. I don't know, babe. <laughs> babe, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, I know. She just released it on the third. It's hard algebra here. Yeah. yeah I'm so confused. Oh, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I and I also think like Taylor Swift fans can definitely find Abu Nazir. They do. The That's what I will her. say. They they can what? They can find Abu Nazir. Yes. yes. I think they fucking could. And I also think they could solve climate change. They probably could if they just dedicated mm-hmm. their collective energy to that issue. Are they going to storm Area 51? I hope so. Oh, I would be very happy to do it with all of them. Let's see what happens with this. I know I'm scared. <laughs> I know. I'm now afraid like that the Swifters, that are, they're, they're going to Swift boat or us like, right out of like Taylor po- Swift full on like, does a Nazi salute like, no, next week or something. No, she's a Democrat. <laughs> She's a, no, she's not going to do that. She's a Democrat now. I love that we're. This is like the '60s, where I feel like we're talking about the Kennedys. She's a Democrat, darling. <laughs> well, she was she's trying to be a Kennedy McGrath, and that she that was Connor Kennedy, Kennedy for one month. I was like snack, total snack. Who oh my you god! Think, yeah, Ray. Yes. Who is the most snacky of the snack besides Jake Gyllenhaal? Because he is just the daddy of all daddies. Mm. I mean, person? Harry always did it for me. Harry Styles. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. You're a hair queen. I'm, hair queen. I am a hair queen. That's true. Oh, yeah. no. Joe, Joe Jonas. For, uh, give me a Jonas Ooh. any day of the week. Yeah. Give me two. Those snacky Jonases. Have you seen that video for Sucker? Yeah. Uh, of course. Where they're all in the bathtub. You would do all three of the Jonases? suckers? Hell yes. Multiple oh, really? times. Yeah, why not? What are you crazy? Even yes. the dad? The Jonases? You want to do the dad? I don't... Uh, you know, if it's part of the I'm not mad equation, at the dad. We take, can. Take him. Yeah. Take, take, what is his name? I've done worse. What's his name? <laughs> the dad. <laughs> the one that's a dad Tanya. in the band. Oh, no. you mean Kevin. Kevin. Yes, of course. I would have sex with Kevin okay. if I could have sex yes. with Joe and Nick. She never tried to be a Schwarzenegger, right? She never dated Patrick Schwarzenegger. No. Okay. Oh, he's trashy. No. We don't like him. No. But the Kennedy, what I did want to say is that the Kennedy got arrested in Colorado a couple years ago. Because he beat the shit out of some guy at a bar for calling his gay friend the F-bomb. Mm. And we stand. Yes. Right? We, gosh. Taylor Taylor dates people who don't like homophobes. Or just, she writes songs yeah, about or bi- or bisexual, yeah. Oh, Harry? Harry is bisexual. Really? Do that's you what she it? says. She said it? No, that's what she meaning Harry. Oh, Harry. I use female Harry's pronouns like for Harry. vaguely said it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he goes Swifters. if he goes full booty judge on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he comes out at thirty seven or however old. <sighs> okay, so Chris, I'll do it. Just will you do an imagination exercise with me for a okay. moment? So you are all of a sudden back in that big 
gorgeous apartment <laughs> in New York City. You're in Tebeka with your best friend Tanya. And this time they're only like, you're the only fan there. And Tanya leaves the room and Taylor comes in and you have an audience of a minute and a half oh to God. tell her one thing you would like to tell her. What would it be? Am I, am I role playing? Like this mm-hmm. is the you director dress. In front of like you. this is like her publicist will cut this and be like, "Hey, we found this on a podcast." <laughs> hmm. I would say. I would say thank you. First, I would say thank you because I didn't say thank you when I met her five years ago because I was extremely overwhelmed and I just wanted to get a good Polaroid picture. Um, I would say thank you for your work and for all that you have shared with the world. Um, I'm very happy that you have found someone who loves you. I've also found someone who loves me. And it's really nice to not feel in opposition to everything all the time. Um, I would also ask (laughs) I would ask her to uh, consider the ethics of the amount of money that she has accumulated and uh, ask her to consider reconsider working with you know large multinational corporations like Amazon and other entities that don't pay taxes. Um, But also, I don't know that I would, like, I don't know that I need that interaction again. Because I feel like when I had it at that moment in my life, it, it changed something about the way that I understood reality. Are you still talking to her? I'm still, I'm still talking to somebody. (laughs) Did her mom come back in the room? Her mom came back in the room. That you're good. After you told her that she she can stop modeling for Abercrombie and Finch now. And Uh, and you guys found love. Yeah, that's a good turn, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. it. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful, fleeting moment. Beautifully unique right there. You know, some things you just don't need to redo. Yeah, you don't need to redo. Because you can do the work yourself and, and, you know, make the adjustments that you need to make, and they're not actually related to another person. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean that negatively. I'm like extremely grateful for her and her body of work and like the way that it's impacted my life. And also like my life is my life and is, and like the whole joke of like, I'm Taylor Swift. I'm Taylor Swift. Like was also a way of me like not dealing with myself and just kind of like performatively screaming some other identity because I didn't want to confront my own complexities. And I feel like I've done that now. And in strange ways, she has made that possible. So thank you, Taylor Allison. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I will say, no, the most interesting um, a send off we've had. Sure. To our, one of also one of yes, queen, yes, yes, queen, yes, yes. Put me in the next video. Yes, yes bitch. I'm gay. I'm gay. You like me now, bitch. <laughs> hey, and away now, Swifters, wet jets. My conspiracies will be the last thing you hear. 
Yeah, this is definitely going to be a weird episode. It's going to be yeah. really weird. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, this has been a podcast about gay people. And really? <laughs> it's, it's been something. really gay. It's, been... it's about conspiracies. Um, you can numerology. download and rate and review this podcast if you're into numerology. If you want to find yourself um, and your own self and not you're the diva that you assumed the identity of. If, if you want to find Seriously. your old self, you know what you got to do? You got to start a podcast. You got to start a podcast. You have to, in general, just start a podcast. You got to make content. Please, there is not enough competition no. for us. We're too high on the yeah. charts. We need more competition. <laughs> yes. If you like this podcast, like, listen, subscribe, and then start your own podcast. Don't listen to anything else. Just do, just everyone else do their own podcast, and we're all going to die. Happy Taylor Swift just Day. Just talking to ourselves. <laughs> Bye, Swifties. Bye. Bye. Bye, Swifters. Bye. I still don't know if that's not what they're called. Oh, sweet disposition and my wide-eyed gaze. We're singing